Today's episode of Titus and Tate is brought to you by Discover. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, like how they require minimums, and worse, how their rewards flat out expire. Or we could talk about how with Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. And now that we've talked about all that, let's get back to Titus and Tate. You know the stuff we're here to talk about. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. On today's episode of Titus and Tate, it is officially August, which means it's overseas season, Tate. Ooh. Not quite. You can smell it. Mm. Preseason's mm. coming. You can smell the preseason. What does the preseason smell like to you? Good. Fresh air. It smells like hope. Yeah. It smells like strength coaches tweeting mm-hmm. pictures. Whistles blowing. I hear them. guys with their shirts off and saying, he He's put on him. 15... <laughs> 15 pounds of lean muscle. Yes. Um, we are not there yet. You could smell it, though, because uh, these schools are taking overseas trips. Tate. There's a, I'll, I'll do a quick rundown for you. Auburn is in Israel. Uh, Butler is in Italy. And then I think they're heading to Greece. Florida State's in Canada. Oklahoma is in Spain and France. Alabama is about to be in Spain and then France. Arkansas is going to Spain and Italy. Kentucky is gearing up for the Bahamas. Ohio State, I think, is going to the Bahamas, too. There are a lot of these schools out there. And the reason we're putting this on your radar, folks, is because... Uh, overseas season is when we get stories like Mike Dom regretting being a vegetarian because mm. he gets smoked by a Canadian team. Yes. We get stories like the Carlton Ravens, who, is, who are playing Kentucky, by the way, in mm. the Bahamas. Uh, we get stories about Carlton beating a team by like 20, and then all the team's fans start hitting the panic button. So we get stories like DeAndre Ayton going up against North Carolina in the Bahamas and them saying, who's this 15-year-old that's superstar? Right. Yeah, we get stories like Tim Duncan working out with the Wake Forest team and Dave Odom saying, who's this man over here? That's right. Does, Big was, things uh, happen in August. Did, did Cal take the Dominican Republic job because of Carl, Carl Towns? Towns? But, th- but th- yeah. was that an overseas trip that led to that? There I, think it, I think it counts. It probably I, counts. Let's throw it in there. Um, but yeah, so keep your head on a swivel because uh, there, there, there might be some stuff. There might be some uh, information trying to be suppressed, Tate. You might mm. see like a team... So I don't I'm I'm I don't mean to uh pick on Arkansas, but I looked down at my notes and that was the first team that jumped out to me. Arkansas goes to Spain, they lose by twenty. Maybe they don't want that out. Maybe they're Ooh. trying to suppress it. So keep we gotta we gotta stay resilient as a college basketball community. Our new our new August show, Suppression. Suppression, yes. Um speaking of John Calipari, uh we're gonna talk about John Coward Perry being back. You mm, like that one, Dave? I'm excited about that because uh you know, we haven't seen him in quite some time. You know, he pops his head out a little while. But right now, we're getting full cow. We're getting the full spectrum, which is good for us. Uh, good for yeah, show. last week when I was sitting in this chair mm-hmm. uh, for our Friday show, I went through uh, Calipari's plans to have 10 hymns in his 2023 <laughs> recruiting class. Uh, he already lost out on one of those guys. Kwame Evans committed to Oregon. Um, so it's not going to be a double platoon like we'd hoped Poor in the one 2023 out. class. But with transfers, um, you never know. You never know. He could still put some transfers That's true. Uh, it won't but, be the same. But the, uh, Cal has been having a great run of a summer. Um, it has come to an end with this Gonzaga situation, <laughs> with the home-and-home. Home. That is not actually a home-and-home, home. so we're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, also, Tate, Tate teased to Jim and I that he has a he has an insane scoop, and uh, I'm going to try to pry it out of him, or we'll see. I don't know. We can see how much we can get out of Tate. We'll see. That. We'll see how scoops work, you know what I mean? Like I, I know this news is going to come, but I don't even know if it's worth trying to re-up. You know what I mean? No one likes yeah. sequels, and I, and I had a great run with my big Coach okay. K scoop last year, and I don't know if I want to run it back, so we'll see. Okay. We'll I'll see. see. I'll, I'll try to do my my job as a journalist and dig a scoop out of Tate. 
Um, also some dirty laundry emails, I think. We got dirty laundry, Jim? We got a few emails? Yeah, there we go. All right, we'll read those. All that coming up, but first... Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. Technical foul. All right, we're going to talk about Kentucky and Gonzaga coming up, but first uh, we're going to have Dave Odom join us. Uh, he's calling back in. Um, we promised him last show that we would have him on again to talk about name, image, likeness, so uh, we're going to do that right now. Coach, uh, I'm kidding. He's not on the line. I'm kidding. I was so excited for that. I was ready for a 40-minute rant. Um, you know, that was uh, – you and I were just having a great time sitting there looking at each other. It was the greatest nonverbal communication you could ever imagine. Dave Odom, obviously not in the studio with us, but Coach Odom, we love him to death, but – you know, you can definitely see why he's he of a different go, time. He doesn't he's, go to the NIL era. He is of a different time. We'll put it that way. This was the. Uh, I, I'd have to think back at the last interview that we did that <laughs> that garnered so many texts from friends and family that yeah. listened to the show. They were like, "So that guy, that was I, interesting." I had someone reach out to me, and they made a great point. They said that Dave Odom came on our show to get aggregated. He he assumed that we had enough of an audience, and obviously we have both been aggregated oh. before. So he came on and was thinking, "All right, this is an aggregation moment. I can come on these guys' show. I can go." At, after nil i can i just can start just throwing rip it apart. yeah exactly i'm just yeah. throwing haymakers the aggregators out there they all type it up clutch points whoever they put it out and they say dave Odom says nil is terrible these students should, should be making more than public employees <laughs> pay and, his friend who yeah pay his friend please, someone please pay his friend he's yeah. only made 800 yeah. grand hey look but at the end of the day the aggregators did not do that so thank you guys for uh keeping he was counting on, on the guy in our uh apple podcast reviews that was mad at me for putting reed shepherd at number nine and shout out to the friends of the program. Oh, they yeah. came back. They came back with haymakers with five star reviews. Appreciate it. Um, let's. Can we talk about John Calipari? Uh, <laughs> I, I, this man is so fascinating to me. I can't like th this was this. He's this, back. He, he's he's like, so fucking he really back, is. dude. Like, like, it's, it's unbelievable. He, I've oh never seen God. someone. He's kind of like Tom Cruise. You're like, I can't believe he did it again. This is four decades running where John Calipari has somehow been like at the center of recruiting controversy. And there was a center of recruiting conversations and at the center in his mind of innovating the space, which is basically bag dropping, which you and I love. It's the center of offseason content is yes. what he's at the center of. He, he is. Th this was the most John Calipari week I think that's ever existed <laughs> where um he so I'll, I'll recap it for you please john calipari uh he he does a telethon for um the the eastern kentucky floods that that, that were going on recently um it, it devastating damage to the, to the to the state uh it was you know i'm not a tragedy it was yeah. an absolute tragedy i think like i the number i saw 37 people lost their lives mm. um it was it was a brutal thing, and and the state of Kentucky is reeling from it. And John Calipari stepped up and said, "I'm the head coach of Kentucky. Um, I'm going to make this. I'm going to have this telethon. And a way that we're going to get attention on, we're going to get eyeballs on this thing, is I'm going to tease a huge announcement. And so he teases a huge announcement. The huge announcement is Mark Few calls into the telethon, announces that there's a home and home series between Gonzaga and Kentucky. Yes. Um, that it is going to start this fall. Everyone goes crazy about this because this is obviously huge news. No, Gonzaga has a very hard time getting teams as good as they are. And like, you know, they're not the plucky Cinderella anymore, mm -hmm. but it's still very hard for Gonzaga to get teams to come up to Spokane to play them. Um, and Kentucky's doing that. Meanwhile, it's rare 
in the way John Calipari has been scheduling lately, it's rare for, for him to unnecessarily stick his neck out and take a true road game. No, he likes neutral games. Yeah, he's yes. always like neutral. That's why he doesn't want to play Indiana. And to the haters so, right now yelling at me, he did play, obviously, in Lawrence last year. You know what I mean? But that was a part of the, the SEC yeah, he challenge. Was forced to. He was forced to. Yeah, it's the too. same way that K does it's it. just yeah. like Coach K. Yeah. Thank you. Um, or Mr. K, I apologize. So, don't want to uh, talk bad about yeah, the dog. dog. Yeah, the I don't want to talk bad about a dog. The dog was coaching. No, no, I, I like the okay. dog. I'm Oof, sorry, I don't want to talk bad about a dog. Confused. Um, so that that that's been the knock on Cal, and for him to to step up, and 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 everyone's like, oh my god, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. This is uh, are we seeing the turning of the? Because we, we we talked about this when the way Cal constructed his roster last year, that like is is this a different John Calipari? But yes. then you're looking at the 2023 recruiting class, and you're like, no, it's not. He's <laughs> now he's going back. But then, so we're, we're we're all trying to figure out like who is this man at this point in his life, this point in his he's career. Playing both sides. But nonetheless, as we're trying to figure out who he is, we have this nugget that is Gonzaga, Kentucky. It gives us a fun thing to talk about, um, and and we're excited to to you know. And, and by the way, we should say like both these teams are going to be very, very, very good. So like that yes. the game. Uh, in that regard, is interesting. Two Beyond national the, player of the year, you know, candidates right. obviously with right. Timmy and Sheboy. Right. So out of the gate, it's going to be awesome, and uh, we were we were very excited about that part of it. Uh, Gary Parish, I think, was the first guy that I saw suss out the way John Calipari was talking about this game because he, I saw he like wrote an article about um, the 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 verbiage, I guess, Cal used, where he's like, we're mm-hmm. we're going to we're going to play in Spokane. We're going to play Gonzaga in Spokane. But he didn't he say the saying, kennel. But he yeah. never said the kennel. Mm-hmm. He never said on Which, campus. For our listeners, 6,000 seats in there. You know, a, a very, you know, very Cameron Indoor type environment. Very tight place. And then, obviously, we we get the rest. He never said we're going to play Gonzaga on Gonzaga's <laughs> campus in their home arena. He just said we're going to Spokane. Yeah. And did that matter? Did that not matter? As it turns out, it matters. Mm-hmm. And the first leg of this is going to be in Spokane in, in something called the Spokane Arena, which shout out to them because I had no idea this place existed. Um, so this is a huge come up for the Spokane Arena uh, that I I had no idea even existed. It was bigger than Gonzaga's gym, but it is and it exists. And, and if I'm Gonzaga, I'd probably tear that thing down, right? You got to figure out a way. Yeah, to, you, you, I don't know. You can't have a bigger gym in the town than I guess your it's for gym. concerts, right? It's for like Billy Joel concerts. Have the concert in, in the kennel, right? <laughs> That's what think, I would do. I guess more than eight thousand people want to go see Billy Joel on a Thursday night. Um, so the the, the it, it comes full circle. Uh, the <laughs> how did Calipari know that that other arena existed in Spokane? Is the funniest part of this? The cow was like smart enough to agree to this game with a caveat. Yeah, I don't know. I, I have I have I have no idea. I have no idea why Mark Few did this either. By the way. Like I, I, Gonzaga at this point, I get it. You're trying to get teams to come up to Spokane, but at the same time, taking a home and home that's not actually a home and home is. I, I would, I would tell Calipari to kick rocks, but he, he guilted him into it because it was the telethon, and he's yes. like, you know what I mean? And that's yes. why he's genius, Cal. Because then I saw someone shared the tweet with us where like a Kentucky person, the pro, the, the big blue nation propaganda machine, uh, was was not basically nominating John Calipari for good guy of the millennium. <laughs> no, the Nobel where, Peace Prize. Yeah, I mean they're like, listen, I understand he only has one national title, but look at all these millions that he's raised for charity. Look at you know the fact that he's doing this telethon. Um, and and he's right. And, and they're right because That's, you can't you, you can't argue against. You can't that. argue he is against doing it. great stuff. Yes, and the players obviously did a great job with all the nil use a part of this. Yeah. So what am I supposed to say to that? Like I can't. You I have can't, to tip your cap. So yeah. The first thing we'll do is we'll tip our cap. Um. So on yes, I will tip my cap. John Calipari on Tuesday night <laughs> selfishly volunteered his time selflessly. If you couldn't, I'm sorry I didn't enunciate well enough. Uh, volunteered his time 
his resources as the head coach of Kentucky, raises $3 million for flood victims. Which is um, amazing. Is going to give them financial support, is, is giving them the emotional support they need right now as they rebuild their lives and their homes, uh, to, have, to know the Big Blue Nation, the whole community, the whole state of Kentucky is behind them. All of this is amazing. He's still a cowardly little bitch. <laughs> Can we read that? That's a that's the dichotomy we're living in. It, where it's it, like let's re, let's read the tweets from the horse's mouth because Calipari, like you said, I mean he 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 was like I got this big announcement and then he comes out and he says I'm excited about playing Gonzaga. I'm disappointed that we have to go there first. So this is the first we talk about caveats. Okay, that's the first like okay, but to make it happen, I was willing to do that. Let me pat myself on the back. <laughs> playing in front of thirteen thousand crazy fans. And then mm-hmm. if you're if you're you know a, a fan of college basketball and you know the kennel, you say to yourself, thirteen thousand fans. Wow, that that's it's like where they're going to put two people what, every seat. Yeah, what is going to are we sitting on laps? So, yeah, yeah. Like, what's sounds like here? it? Sounds like, like it. Does everyone get a plus one with their ticket? Well, it has to be because uh, it says a home and home, so I don't know. What, what, it doesn't make any sense. Thirteen thousand fans, but keep reading. What keep, is it? Yeah, so playing in, in front of thirteen thousand crazy fans in Spokane Arena. Oh, Wait, my what? Good. That's Wait, not the what, name. What is that? What is that? Will be exciting, just like it will be in front of twenty-two thousand fans in Rupp next year. I like that he. I like that he. He slips in Rupp there, so he's like not even. It, it's it's very clearly like we're gonna be in our. Arena. Yeah, we're gonna. Don't be worry our, about that. Don't, don't worry. Don't like, you worry about that. Spokane, even though they're not at home, we're, we're at in the home. home. We're, we're in the home. home. Game. We got the home part of this. He continues. This is a thread. I imagine there will be some hashtag BBN and some Gonzaga fans too who will sneak in this game this year because there's more seats. So now he's giving um, reasoning behind the 13,000. Mm-hmm. And then obviously he's feeling the heat because people are like, what do you mean? You're not at the kennel, da 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 da. He, he keeps the thread going. Anybody that wants us to. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, man. This is very Trumpian. Anybody that wants us to play in a 6,000-seat facility wants us to lose, exclamation point. Which I like that because if he wants us to lose, it's not period. He's like, I'm yelling this at you. It's very Trumpian. Yes, that's a, that's yes. a great way to describe it. I read this and I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. And he said, and I get that, period. I tried to look back and find the last time UK played in a true regular season road game with 6,000 or fewer fans. I stopped looking after the 70s. It ends it there. Okay, so this is no, he's saying there's no precedent here, so this is why we're not doing it. <laughs> this is great for both schools, and I can't wait to get this series started. Maybe maybe we make this four years, question mark, eyes emoji. We yeah. love the eyes emoji on this program. But that is the thread that John Calipari started, and there's a lot of holes to poke in there. But there's also a lot of coverage that he obviously is trying to cape for, which goes back to the cowardly part. This is... Again, why John Calipari <laughs> is on a, a, a he's in a league of his own. Like even Mr. K was and I never get that. M- Mr. K when Mr. K was coaching, yes. uh, you remember that, right? When yes. he used to he used to be the head ago. coach at Duke. Mm-hmm. Um, even even when he was at the height of his powers, I mean, he, he stole Calipari's whole model for a reason because he was like, "Holy shit!" Like this this, like this man's yeah. operating at a level I can't even comprehend. Mm. Um, he called the, Nike and said, "Why are we number two? And Nike said, "You're not number two, Mr. Yeah. K." <laughs> Um, the, the, the dichotomy that is John Calipari, where he, he is arguing on Twitter that somehow (laughs) 
playing in front of 13,000 crazy fans. There's going to be more fans here. So this is actually this harder. Is actually for harder. This is, this is going to be harder. This, this is like it's a very NBA bubble argument that he's yeah. trying to make here. He's like, it's actually a tougher environment. It's going to be tougher because there's going to be more uh, people from Eastern Washington at this game cheering for Gonzaga that we're going to have to play in front of. Uh, we have for this double. Game. We have double the Gonzaga fans. So that is true. But also at the same time, if you want us to play in front of a six thousand in a six thousand seat facility, you also want us to lose because that is very hard. That's yes, hard. Too. That's hard. That's even harder than playing in front of thirteen thousand, which is uh-huh. harder than playing in front of six thousand. Mm-hmm. And you, you you stop and you start thinking, you start connecting those dots, and you're like, this makes zero sense. Yeah, and he's th- like, those are contradicting things. Yeah. that you're saying, but also it's John Calipari painting a picture that's like these kids have it so hard that we're gonna have mm-hmm. to go on the road. Everybody pat me on the back, and I'm willing. To, and I'm willing to do this anytime, anywhere. I'll play anybody if, as long as it's a neutral site. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it brings us to the bigger discussion, which is. Uh, is he dodging? Is he a coward? <laughs> and I think the answer has to definitively be yes with the scheduling. And and the, the fascinating part about this, Tate, is because um, <laughs> I know that Kentucky fans, you have to defend your guy. So, like, I kind of understand how this is going to work. I understand that every Kentucky fan is going to have, like, the, they're on the forums right now passing around, like, the, the sheets. They're like, here are our talking points. So if any of the fans mm-hmm. of the other schools say this, here's the talking points we're going to hit them with. Mm-hmm. Uh, be, you know, the NCAA tournament's played on neutral sites. All he's doing is getting his guys ready. Just be, be ready, you know. Like, uh, he's actually doing Gonzaga a favor by going up. There. It's still going to be a, yeah. a home game for Gonzaga. It's like five miles away from their it's arena. It's such like, an event. He wants more people to yeah, see it. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, So these are going to be all the talking points. I understand you have to do this. This is your guy. This is this is how this works. You're irrational, um, supportive of your guy. That's I would do the same thing if it was Ohio State. Probably you do the same thing with Carolina. Mm-hmm. This is what we sign up for as fans. It's I fans. get it. Yeah. At the same time, he's. 110% wrong. Um, neutral site games in the regular season, uh, unless it's like a Maui, Baha- uh, the Battle for where, Atlantis. Where the setting is actually a part of the Where it's experience. like a tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And exactly. there's like a whole thing mm-hmm. like that. But a one-off neutral site game. Sucks. Sucks. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely preposterous. The worst. It's stupid. And, Look at and the Champions Classic. Every terrible. single year. Terrible. Terrible. I think I'm, I'm not going to watch this year. The CBS Classic, which both of our alma maters participate in. Yeah. It's stupid. Yeah, it's dumb. Every single time I'm watching the game, I'm like, Ohio <laughs> I State. I like it because we're there, Yeah, but it's dumb. Every yeah. time Ohio State's playing like UCLA, I'm like, this would be cooler at Pauley Pavilion. This exactly. would be cooler if yes. they were playing uh, in, in the Chapel shot. Hill or in whatever. the Chapel Hill. Yeah. Um, why are they not doing this? This is this is very very stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kentucky fans, now that now that Mr. K's out of the way and Duke is scheduling at Arizona, which have have we double checked? Has anyone sorted through that? Are they actually playing in McHale? No, I think it's going to be in Glendale or whatever <laughs> at the uh, Tucson yeah, Community the Cardinal, College. No, it's going to be the Cardinals uh, facility, yeah, training facility. <laughs> They're playing at the uh, Coyotes uh, building that the the Phoenix Coyotes play in. That mm-hmm. they they don't play in anymore, right? Home and they, home though, home and home. Isn't isn't the Coyotes that like are playing in a college arena now? Probably. I knew that I there was something saw, going on. I think on. that was yeah. the Coyotes. I remember Harry like doing a video about that at one I point. Think the Coyotes <laughs> have a. The Coyotes have a. They used to have a arena out by the um, Cardinals Stadium. Because mm-hmm. I remember like driving out there one time and I was like, "What the hell is that?" It was like a. All, I don't. Never mind. We're getting off track. Um, my point is, Tate, that uh, that I I get why Kentucky fans are going to, but there's a reason that every other fan base is going to attack Kentucky for this and John Calipari for this, and it's not because we're jealous haters. It's it's definitely no. not. It's because it's it's stupid. It's, it's terrible. Right. It's for, it's, we're, we're deserved. Right. it's deserved. It's deserved. It's absolutely deserved. And if you don't think so, Michigan State has played at the kennel, right? Tom Izzo, who it, we're talking about, like the top coaches in college basketball right now. Obviously, Mark Few is the steward right now. John Calipari is one of those guys. Tom Izzo is obviously one of those guys. He played at the kennel. 
Back in 2019, when North Carolina had a, the Roy Williams' worst team ever, they went to the kennel and got blown out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like Chris Beard did last year. Arizona went to the kennel, right? Mm-hmm. All of these programs have done this, and they all basically got beat. I'm pretty sure. I have, I don't remember the Arizona game in my head, but I know they've all been there and played in the kennel. So these big time programs have been there. These these all time coaches have gone to the kennel. So why not Cal? That's the question. And that's why you have to call it out, and that's why you have to be upset about it. And you have to take it if you're Kentucky fans because there's precedent from all these other top coaches. They've gone to the kennel. And why would you not want to go to the kennel? I don't understand I the don't logic. I don't understand. Because it's not like if, if you lose the to pageantry. Gonzaga at the kennel, like no one cares. And you have the excuse of, of like you played at the kennel, you played at this tough atmosphere where you have literally, you know, they're going to be chanting St. Peter's at you. Like when Carolina played, they're chanting Wofford. They're chanting NIT. Like they're a tough crowd. That's what, what, the, what is Wofford NIT? What's that? That's what they were chanting at Carolina. What was back Wofford? In yeah, people forget. The, did Wofford beat Carolina? Storm Murphy. <laughs> it was a storm. It was a storm. Carolina it was a, it was a natural NIT? disaster in the Dean Dome once upon a time. But at the same time, Calipari needs to experience that with these fans in the kennel. That's what I hate that he's going to miss out on. I just, I, it's, it's just bad so for annoying. It, it, it doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. I don't like if if Kentucky played in the kennel and lost by twenty. No one's going to to you know say that's a terrible loss. I mean, I guess there's a, there is a number that you lose by that you're like, wow, you got blown out. That's pretty bad, I guess. Um, but the days that this isn't Gonzaga in 2004, where losing at Gonzaga would be bad. Plus, you're still like going up there, so you're still going to lose. See, because he's like arguing that like 13,000 fans is still going to be crazy. Yeah. So if you lose that, like, how is that a good loss? But losing it on campus is not a good loss. Mm-hmm. It's it's so confusing. It's so annoying. John Calipari is <laughs> the only guy now in college basketball that does this, which isn't to say he's the only guy that plays neutral site games, but he's the only guy that's a, a full blown coward and doesn't want to play. Um, and 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 I don't I don't understand how you could possibly argue anything other than he's he's like scared of of playing on campus. He's playing like I, he I, tweeted it. He said, "I'm legitimately if you want us to play in a six thousand person arena. That means you want us to lose, which means that he thinks if they play in the kennel, they're going to lose. They lost at Louisville this past <laughs> season, and I I I'm not even kidding. I, I I will not be surprised if they lose at Louisville again next year because they're going to play this coming season uh, mm-hmm. in Lexington. If they lose to at Louisville next season." I wouldn't be surprised if John Calipari's like, we gotta, we gotta fix this. We gotta like do a neutral side game. Why don't we just play in Frankfurt mm-hmm. every year? We play in, the in Frankfurt, yeah, yeah, in the capital, and it's a big deal. Or they, they say like, why don't we play in Indianapolis? <laughs> <laughs> and he convinces Kenny Payne that like, Hoosiers fans are there, like pulling for Louisville. And he convinces Kenny Payne that it'd be great for recruiting if we play yeah. in Indianapolis. We need so we Indy. Get, we yeah, get eyeballs. Yeah. We get all the Indy kids. Either Madison Square Garden or Indy <laughs> yeah. or Chicago. Those are your three choices. Um, and and I'm saying this, Kentucky fans. I understand how mad you are. I understand you have your one star reviews ready because I said Reed Shepard's number nine on mm. uh, my him power rankings. Um. <laughs> but there will be a day, I promise you. And this this keeps uh, the, the more we talk about Kentucky, it goes back to we we, we love bringing it up when we hosted Kentucky Sports Radio because it really was like a peek into the psyche of these people. Um, when when I was I was going nuts saying that John Calipari is not God, that John Calipari is not the only coach that will ever be at this. You, you do not have to sell your soul to this man. The program is bigger than this. Mm-hmm. There will be a day in the post John Calipari era where you will be able to love the Kentucky Wildcats. That day will come. And Tate. When that day comes and John Calipari is no longer the coach, the next coach, I assume, maybe he won't, but at some point there will be a coach of the Kentucky Wildcats who will schedule games at UConn. Just a random game. We're going to play at UConn. Mm -hmm. We're going to play at Maryland. We're going to play at Arizona. We're going to play at Michigan State just for no reason, just a one-off game. Yeah. 
And it's going to happen, and the Kentucky fans are going to travel to the game because they they travel really well. Big Blue Nation travels well. They're going to go to the game at UConn. It's going to be an awesome game, an awesome environment. Every Kentucky fan is going to be like, "Holy shit! Why haven't we ever? Why did we stop doing this? This is amazing." And, and Cal adopted. And they're going to be right back where we started. exactly. And Cal adopted that from Mr. K. You know what I mean? Like I remember when Kentucky would come to Chapel Hill. I remember Ashley Judd being down by the student section wearing a Kentucky shirt. You know, and all these Kentucky fans trying to take over the Dean Dome. This is new stuff that he, Coach K took the good from Cal, he took the bad from K, and then he started trying to implement what K was doing because he's like, this is a great dodging move. Mm-hmm. I can do, you mean I can do this? I can avoid And then I can blame losses? it on the other fans and then, because yeah, and like, I can say it's the like Indiana we fans, can't be there. They can't they, handle us being there. Why were the Indiana fans so excited to beat us? That doesn't make any sense. It's their fault. Our so safety yeah, yeah, was in yeah, question. Our safety is in question. Yeah. And we can't go to North Carolina because they, 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 they just yell some of the nastiest stuff at mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. They just, yeah, it's so... It's so rude. It's so just, it's just rude. It's just, you know, and, and we don't, we don't have that at Rupp Arena. So you can come play at us for, you know, play <laughs> you just at come here, play just us. come here. But, uh, you know, you know, it's, I, I get it, I guess. Like, you know, if you're Kentucky, you have leverage in a way it's a lot of schools don't. So you can, out. Yeah. you can, uh, you know, you can tell Gonzaga, we're going to dictate the terms. I guess I'm a little disappointed in Mark Few. I honestly, to be honest, like if I'm Mark Few, I'm like, no man, I'm not, fuck all that. Like we're, we're a blue blood that hasn't won a national title yet. <laughs> We've been to the final four more recently than you have, Cal. It could be a Nike thing. This could be a whole Nike ploy, and Nike only cares about eyeballs. So they're saying we need a bigger arena than six thousand. Let's let's uh you know let's get Gonzaga here with Calipari, make it a whole event. No, that's not. It's, that's the only thing I think of marketing. But at the end of the day, Mark Few, you got to be bigger than that. Mark Few has to dictate some terms here. But like you said, he's in a compromised position. He's calling into a telethon. He can't be like arguing over semantics and in his mind he's like at least they're coming to spokane what is uh when is the uh pk 85 november right yeah but do, the birthday you know is in march right did we learn <laughs> yeah, that the bir- yeah the, bir- his bir- the birthday night. is not close to the pk 85 do you do we know uh it's just in november i mean we have to have a we have to have a date a i brand. don't care my my team's not in it so i don't care and we're gonna be in maui it's like in Ma- it's the week of maui right i think it is yeah i would like to connect these dots as well and say that yeah, eleven twenty four is the first. Is Kentucky in this? Mm, it's Carolina, Duke, and they're on opposite brackets. Obviously, no Kentucky. Oh, Kentucky's not in it. Mm-mm. It's so Alabama. I was saying, like, what if they're just going yeah. up there just to like be yeah, up in the yeah, Pacific Northwest? They already had to be there. Yeah, no Kentucky. Okay, well there is that. There. Somehow Iowa State in it, but no Kentucky. Well, they're not in the same conference. So. No, I, no, I'm just, I'm just. Like of teams that you would think that Phil Knight would be all about, you know what I mean? Well, they can't do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> it's a cheap shot to Iowa State. No, I like it. Iowa State. Should have got Harrison Barnes. If I go back in time, I would have talked to Harrison Barnes and said you should go on to Iowa State. There you go, Iowa State. Something nice. But yeah, that's a lot of Calipari talk. And honestly, the whole messaging coming out of Kentucky right now is they think they're going to win the national championship. And uh, you know what I mean? They're going to the Bahamas. They got new jerseys dropping. It's it's all Calipari, all Kentucky, everything right now. In college basketball world, they're kind of winning the offseason. And it's shocking because at the start of the offseason, I thought it was all Louisville, everything. You know, I thought this was going to be a changing of the guard a little bit. But John Calipari's fighting back. I mean, whatever... I mean, yeah, I, I, we're talking about him, so I guess that's a win. But um, that's a win for Calipari. Yeah, but this is bullshit, and I'm, I'm like, it's <laughs> like mean, not even. We're calling. It I'm out. not even saying this is like a play Indiana, you coward type angle. Like I'm, I'm Which done. A with lot that. of like, people are. I don't even care about that. Like honestly, I don't think Indiana needs to stoop to Kentucky's level. I think Indiana should focus on te- beating playing teams that have also won NCAA tournament games mm-hmm. in the last three years. Yeah. So I think like stooping to Kentucky's level and even trying to play in a series. 
at this point, I don't see what how it even benefits Indiana. So I'm past that. Um, I'm just saying, like in general, for college basketball, like it's the, the, we need fewer neutral site games, unless it's a yeah, unless we are Maui guys. But I'll, I'll I'll throw in Battle for Atlanta, so it's not just a Maui deal. Like I think Battle for Atlanta is cool. I think like these tournament type situations where it's, they're different than just a one-off neutral site game that makes no sense. And you're like, who's this for? What yeah. sponsor is this? What is this tournament? What is this event? Oh, it's basically just so that we get two big brands to come to New York. If your if your fan base isn't if if you can't sell like a resort package with it mm-hmm. with the with the game then to your fans, it. Yeah. then it's not a neutral site game I mm-hmm. care about. You know, mm-hmm. like you're not selling you're not selling resort packages to the Champions Classic in Indianapolis or in Chicago. No, <laughs> you know, so get that out of my face. I don't need the CBS Sports guys. <laughs> Last that out year of my you face. probably did. It was probably a Coach K slash Mister K meet and greet. <laughs> yeah tagged in there but cbs will be in vegas sometimes i guess that's kind of cool but even then it's like this is i i, I was at the uh i was at the cbs sports classic when it was the malik monk game mm-hmm. when he went nuts against uh carolina 47 points. insane game and it, you could like the, the 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 atmosphere was awesome it was it was loud it was crazy people were like melt their faces are melting as malik but Monk's imagine going that nuts. rump exactly i'm not saying it's not, not even say chapel imagine that in rump that i'm not saying insane. it's not good it's definitely good could be better could be much better. There's no scenario where a neutral site is better than a neutral site one-off game is better than an on-campus game. Which is the simple math that we're doing. Because if you're playing in Spokane, if you play in the Kennel, it's going to be a lot better than whatever Spokane Arena is. And that's just a fact. Yeah. We don't know anything about Spokane Arena. I don't think Spokane Arena exists. I think they're started, <laughs> they're they started building, building it right now. Yeah. It's like World Cup. I think I think like some guy like walked into the arena. The guy, the one guy who has the keys, like some janitor guy with like a huge ring of keys, and yeah. he, he he heard about this game. He went to his drawer in his garage, like opened the drawer, and it's got all these keys, and he's wiping the dust off, and he's like finding the one that unlock it. Mm-hmm. And then he unlocks it, and he throws the light switch on, and like half the lights are flickering as they come on, and like there's there's a there's a deflated basketball like at center court just yeah. sitting there, and Adam Morrison sitting there's, there, yeah, <laughs> in the dark. There's cobwebs everywhere, and then the. Uh, the the Toon Squad comes in and gives a spit shine. Oh and... yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> Honestly, I'd watch that. That sounds better than Space Jam too. They're playing <laughs> it in my uh, the house I wanted to buy in Indiana. That has the same <laughs> yeah. That's what Spokane right when looks you like. Buy it, you ask the guy. So like, can I get the Looney Tunes? Can I get... do a little spit spit shine here? John Calipari. I buy it and Cal calls me immediately. He's like, I'll play Indi. I'll play the Hoosiers there. <laughs> yeah, home and home. We'll do a home and home with Indiana, but the Hoosiers have to play there. <laughs> half-court game um other Kentucky updates as you said I, I mentioned at the top uh as you said though it's 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 John Calipari's season right now uh Kwame Evans number five on the him rankings has committed to Oregon so mm-hmm. he's gonna have to figure out a way to backfill he was number five dude he was first team all him 2023 Kentucky targets um big for Oregon. but he's but he's committed to Oregon mm-hmm. he, he was the guy I think my note on him was the footage was terrible didn't really learn a lot but at one point he was posting up and a double came and he shot a fadeaway from 15 feet and made it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> so that guy committed to Oregon. Um, and then the other thing was uh, shout out to the guy, the shout out to Kevin, who's in my DMs, uh, Kentucky fan. I assume he's a Kentucky fan because he only ever DMs me about Kentucky. Uh, pointing out that DJ Wagner, this is a DJ Wagner update for you. His stepbrother is named Kareem Watkins. So a lot of people don't make this connection because they have different last names. Mm-hmm. His stepbrother named Kareem Watkins is already a walk-on on the Kentucky Wildcats. Oh, so he's going to Kentucky. Yeah. I mean, Kentucky is acting like it's already a done deal. 
So if anything, we're splitting straws when we try to, you know, give Louisville. I mean, I think I'm going to drop my percentage from 44% Louisville down to 36%. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. That's is that is that the scoop that's you had official. for us? That's official. <laughs> is that the breaking Eight percent, eight percent drop off. I need a, <laughs> I need like a live stream on Milt Wagner's office when DJ Wagner <laughs> commits. Skype, yeah, a live a Skype, sc- a live. <laughs> I want to set up, up, dude. We should, we should set up. Uh, we should like do like a sting operation where we like figure out a way to get break into the office or like maybe it's not like in the 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 you know in the middle of the night, but it's like a. You know, we're here to work on your we, Nathan for you. We're Nathan like, we're, for, yeah. yeah, we're yeah. HVAC guys. We gotta, yeah, we're, we, yeah, yeah, we got to check this out. Yeah. We got to check it out. We got to yeah. We're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna do a, a, a what what's it what's it when you get the the tent and you, you get rid of all the fumigation. fumigation. Yeah, we're yeah. Gonna so you got to leave your office for a while, mm-hmm. and while we're fumigating, we're putting cameras in his office. Yeah, for when DJ Wagner commits to Kentucky, and then Kenny Payne three minutes later <laughs> comes to his offices, office, like, shakes get the fuck his hand, out of here, gives yeah. him a hug. <laughs> Says goodbye. And honestly, if Gives I'm him Cal, a hug, stabs it, literally stabs him in the back. Yeah, very brutal. Twists the knife. Yeah. I think if I'm Cal, I hire Milt Wagner. Like if he does get fired, I like the next week I hire Milt Wagner. And then I have dad and granddad. Oh man. That's uh that's the news in college basketball though right now. That's pretty much uh preseason's around the corner. I had to I guess there's this. This isn't really college basketball news, but it's something that happened in my life. Um because uh, Kansas, Kansas had a kid commit, right? He was a, he's mm-hmm. a four-star, but I bet by the time we check now, it'll be five-star. I think he's, he's a five-star now. Yeah, he's five-star now. I just got to have he's Yeah, because <laughs> it's Kansas. If he committed to, uh, <laughs> should we say Iowa State again? You want to take a shot at Iowa no, State? No, no, no. Iowa State. Iowa State did get a five-star. Iowa State can get five-star. They did. They literally did, yeah. like two weeks ago. Yeah. I meant to shout them out because they... Uh, I, I had a, I had some Iowa State people be like, is, is this good enough to get on the podcast? I was like, dude, there's like 48 five stars in every single class. Like, no, I'm not going to talk about this, but let's talk about we're, it. we're here now. So there yeah. you go. Iowa State, we're talking about you. They landed, uh, what's the kid's name? Omaha Baloo, I think. Okay. He's from Des Moines. Okay. That's a that's a big deal. That's dude. a big deal. TJ Otzelberger inherited a two-win team. And turned and it around quick. Turned around quick, and now he's getting five stars from Iowa. Yeah. Um, but if if that kid committed instead of Kansas, Nebraska will say, well, Nebraska is a better mm-hmm. thing to take shots at. And Iowa State would like that because that's where Hoiberg's at right now. Um, he commits to Nebraska. He probably loses a star. He's yeah, probably he's three a three-star. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a three-star. But star. I had a dream last night that I broke the news to Bill Self that he landed that kid. <laughs> and he was. we were in Maui. We were at a bar in Maui. Uh, we, I, I just walked over. I was like, Coach Self, big fan. Because that's how you do when you like approach people that yeah. are – celebrities big fan you say big fan mm-hmm. it works <laughs> <laughs> their, their ears perk up yeah um i said i don't know if you saw this coach because i know you're on vacation because as we know bill self is not recruiting he's yeah. he's he's on vacation he, he's, he's off the trail yeah. and he's not even keeping in touch no contact this is a true story i had this dream last night i said uh coach i don't know if you saw this but you guys uh you guys got a you guys got a recruiting commitment and he goes well how about that and and clinked his beer against mine and that was all that's all there is to the story but it felt really real that like it was a dream where i woke up and i was like did that actually happen? Because that felt like something that would actually happen. And Bill it's also one was, of those things where it feels like well, it, hey, how it, about kinda, that? it kind of skirts around his like NCAA implication, right? Because yeah. I think if you find out news via, you know, normal patron, that's fine. Yeah, as long as you're true, not plugged true, in, you know true. what I mean? Like you told him and he's like, that's good to hear. I appreciate that, young man. I'm a big fan of yours as well. Those are the dreams that that mess me up when I wake up where I'm like, that wasn't like 
where was like the the jet ski that could fly you know mm. like that's the dream when i have those dreams i wake up i was like dude that was pretty sick but that's not real obviously <laughs> but it's the dreams that are like real that you're like yeah 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 did i really just dream i was at a bar with bill self and that was it there's no like yeah, the, yeah there's no wrinkle to it of like you no, know sometimes you have I dreams was, that are like things that you like moments you actually lived in you just go back to them you're like yeah, well how exactly, did i get back yeah, here exactly. i don't want to be here get me out of here um what else is going on in basketball i saw that uh michael beasley hit a hit a pro-am shot in miami in miami program dude the, 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 yeah. the train goes on you want to talk away. about game winner content. so this man was supposed to <laughs> um he was supposed to be in tbt right yes he never That's, was no, it was he, a no show yeah he, he didn't come but he was the kansas state from what i gather jacob pullen and the kansas state team were like you know who we need we need that beast we need him. Like if him comes, you know, it's a wrap. That's what they were all saying. And then the word got out to us and channels and people that, you know, Michael Beasley was going to come play for them. But then, like you said, I don't think he ever came. He never did. Yeah. And they lost because I think they <laughs> they won the one game. And um, I think they, they might have won more than one game. But uh, they had won and Jacob Poland was doing his postgame interview. That's when he said That's that. He's right, like, we, yeah. we play tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he put out the bat signal for him. It just, it just instead of the, the Batman logo, it just says him. And uh, I thought it was confirmed because, like, I was, I was. People, semi, I think it was confirmed. Maybe he just didn't show up. I was like semi locked in on it, where I was like, yeah. I gotta watch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we talked about. It. We we're like, we're back in on TBT. Yeah, and then they played the next night, and I forgot to watch it. <laughs> That's why I said semi locked in because yeah. if I was actually locked in, I would have watched it. Um, but I thought I was going to watch it, and then. They got blown out, I think. Mm-hmm. No Michael Beasley. And you're thinking, what happened to this guy? And then all of a sudden, he's like popping up at other pro-ams. And, and I woke up this morning to see that Michael Beasley last night in Miami, <laughs> yesterday in Miami, hit a uh, hit a shot to win a pro-am game or something. And- I think he's just a pro-am player now. Like, I think TBT's too, you know, it's too close to like re- real tournament play. You know and, what I mean? He needs to be in pro-am type deal. And I think the reason I wanted to bring that up is because I also saw, as first reported on Titus and Tate, uh, people forget this because we were talking about this like six months ago. Slam ball is coming back. Mm. Um, but I twenty twenty three twenty twenty three. They gave us like a, a a dark night year in advance heads up that it's coming back. That's great. If you remember, Tate, last time we talked about it on the show, um, I I I uh, looked up on the Wikipedia. I was just like trying to think of like the st- we were going over the standings as we re- I have it in front of me now as we remember, um, you know, the bouncers and the maulers and. The mob, the uh, the mob mm. won two championships in 07 and thirteen. Who could forget? I got <laughs> <laughs> the Rumble when they went seven and two in two thousand and two and won the championship. Who could forget that? Uh, so we were we were going over it all, and then uh, I I mentioned that it was coming back on the show because I saw on the uh, on the deal that that slam ball has resurfaced in China. Mm. They and, love basketball over there. Yeah, and I'm I'm curious like what the connection is now going to be with like the Chinese slam ball. Like are we when when slam ball's coming back, like I haven't seen anyone talking about this in terms of like the the slam ball coming back story. Are we getting the Chinese slam ball? Is it good? Is it a different league? Like what? Because it's it's already back. It says in 2015, slam ball resurfaced in China after what appeared. The, 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 yeah, according to Quota saying we never left. We just 
According to a quote, uh, a report published by Vice Sports, Mason Gordon was quoted as saying, we never left. We just need to take the best path for us, which is China, of course. Duh. <laughs> um, so basically, Slam Ball I'm confused. sold out to China yeah. and said, like, we, we are going to do this in China now. And if you know anything about Chinese basketball, like, they love women's basketball because they play below the rim. And obviously, Slam Ball is like, now we can play above the rim. So I could see why they would love that. I am also shocked. To hear that, you know what I mean, that it came back in 2015 and we didn't get any news on that. So, well, I'm 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 shocked by the uh, I'm not shocked. I'm uh I'm just trying to connect You're the appalled. dots. <laughs> no, when when you announce now that Slam Ball is coming back in 2023, but there's also Slam Ball in China. Yeah, who announced that? Big basketball. No, the guy, the same guy, oh, the same Mason guy. Gordon. Oh, that's so what he's I, just trying to play us. He's I'm, that's what I'm trying to connect yeah. the dots here. He's trying to play us. If, if you're if it already exists, and why don't you just I don't know. I'm trying to make that make sense. Mm. But I thought about this. If Slamball's coming back, Michael Beasley is the pro-am king. Um, there needs, we, we need Michael Beasley and Slamball because these are... Michael Beasley, this offseason in particular, has made me more excited for non-traditional basketball content than anything has since Slamball. And I think if Slamball's coming back, mm -hmm. I don't want to then have Slamball take over for Michael Beasley. Yeah. I also don't want Slam Ball to come back to America and not be successful. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. So I think we need to figure out a marriage of the two. And my solution is because Slam Ball, I was I was rewatching highlights this morning. It's it's fucking bonkers. It's epic. It's, it's, it's as bonkers mm -hmm. as like there there's no rules. It's just like you, you just tackle football, but then every so often you're like not allowed to check the guy as he's in the air, but you can kind of like body it. I don't know. It's like there's not really rules from what I remember. It's more of just like I mean there are, but there aren't at the same time. A lot of hits. So I need Michael Beasley in Slam Ball, but I also don't. Watching Michael Beasley participate in what Slam Ball is doesn't work for me. So I have this. I have. A, I have a pitch. I think there should be one guy on the the Slam Ball court that gets the Michael Beasley role, and you just put on like the. It's a jersey that just says him. Mm. It's the him of the game. You put the jersey on, and when that guy has the ball, it's what like the libero and volleyball. The libero and volleyball. Yeah. When that guy has the ball, um, it becomes basketball again. Mm -hmm. So like all those rules are back in play, and like yeah. you can't you can't you can't foul him. You can't. He's like dribbling. It, yes, <laughs> yes. He's he's got a dribble. That we call carry violations, but not really because Michael Beasley. Yeah, it's NBA you know, rules. NBA rules. Gather step. Um, <laughs> but it's all basketball, and you can't foul him and and all that. But then when he goes back to the other guy, you can check him, and I think that's a that's because it, it, that'll give us like the Michael Beasley moment of him posting up and mm -hmm. talking to the camera fade away. and hitting fadeaways and stuff. Yeah. Because we still need that. Without, without the contact of like seeing him take hits and stuff. And that throws him out, out without, of the game. Without him having his femur explode because he like got it caught in a trampoline yeah. as he was getting body checked. <laughs> <laughs> Slam Ball is going to last like two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> it, it seems like something that's great in theory. Like when you heard it the first time you saw the headline, you're like, yes, that's what we need. And it's kind of like the and one thing. You know, like the and one doc is coming out. I'm like, I'm very excited to see that. I love and one basketball. It's a nice alternative basketball situation. But like. I don't think they could bring it back. It would never hit the same as it did the first time. I'm scared. Game two would not be like game one. I'm scared. I'm way too old for slam ball now too. That like I'm gonna watch it because when you're a kid, that's what you wanted to play. You're like, this is the perfect sport. You're yeah. like, this is this is getting everything that I want. I'm scared. I'm gonna watch it now and just grimace the whole time and just mm -hmm. be like, nah, yeah. don't, yeah. don't, yeah, don't, yeah, oh, don't do. Okay, oh, fuck yeah. Thank God he's Good not. Shot. He's Good not shot. dead. Good shot bees. <laughs> no, I don't mean that. I don't. No, no, just I don't like mean shot selection. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're just like you're talking about like people. I'm talking actually. like a guy gets like checked and yeah, to the yeah, boards yeah. and he collapses into a puddle and he's like holding the back of his head and the can, 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 the the doctor is like leaning over the boards and is just like get up, get mm -hmm. up. Yeah, 
the guy who's supposed to be checking for concussions is like, <laughs> get your ass go, up. Go. We have no subs. Go, go, go. <laughs> and like, you know, 12 year old me is like, this is sick. Yeah. You know, uh, 35 year old me might be like, I could die. Playing I, this yeah. <laughs> God, I, I hope that guy's family isn't watching. <laughs> <laughs> Man, slam ball. So. We knew, I mean, 2023, what time? Summer has to be the time, right? That, that's the time to have slam ball, I feel like, in the summer. That's the time, the time of slam ball. Yeah, it's the summer. Yeah. Well, you're, you're, I'm you just saying? thinking about 2023 in the summer, like when they announced it, like when it went. You, you thought it was going to compete with NBA? No, I mean, I'm just, I mean, it is. <laughs> I guess it could at some point. You know what I mean? They're going to have it here. They got they, Michael Beasley. They got to, they got to have like the, they got to have something in LA, right? There's yeah. got to be like a setup. There's gonna they're gonna play games in LA. Like where right? they have uh, American Ninja Warrior, I feel like is yeah. where they're gonna build the slam ball courts. Where's the wipeout situation? Probably in the same facility. <laughs> we gotta go find that. I think it's in like Santa Clarita. Is it really? Yeah, my friend worked on the far. show. He used yeah. to hose down the contestants after they crawled out of the, <laughs> the water. <laughs> <laughs> he also said that water's freezing cold when they fall into it. Really? Mm-hmm. Do they know that? Do the I wonder if the contestants know yeah, that. Yeah, probably it's not. Just, it just shocks them. Because you don't like walk up and feel it, you know? You're probably signing waivers. Yeah, and you're, <laughs> you're probably not thinking sue. it can't be that cold, you know? Yeah. He said That's it's amazing. freezing. <laughs> freezing. <laughs> and it's just like, it's like, it's like Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> Titanic level. He said his first day was the, the day um all the uh, mascots from like Hollywood Boulevard, like Elmo and everybody, like <laughs> were doing it on the show. It was that oh. special. And he's like hosing down like some crackhead. Like after <laughs> Elmo takes off his head and it's just like this crackhead guy. And he's like feeding him water from like the hose. <laughs> what a show. Yeah. <laughs> Wipeout, baby. Wipeout on ABC. Isn't it's it amazing? ABC? I love yeah. it. Uh, do we, should we read emails? We should read emails. <laughs> this, is, this is get it off the I'm glad that we're talking about Slam Ball instead of uh, the scoop. Because I, I don't think I want to give the scoop. I, that we tease at the top, I don't want to give the scoop. We're going to hold off on the scoop. Slam ball was a better conversation. But I think subconsciously, the scope you're meaning. Just I think subconsciously, by I th- we were in the clear, Jim. We were about to read the emails, and then Tate Kim says, "Let's not do the scoop." Guys. I know, which exactly. we weren't going to do the scoop, but he <laughs> said, "Let's not do the scoop." So I think subconsciously, I think he, Tate wants to do the scoop. He doesn't have to do it. I'll do it. <laughs> no, no, no. We we need the emails. We need the emails. Quick break to talk about our friends at First Leaf. It feels like you need a degree in grapes to find great wine. You can shop by label, I guess. Or try to remember what tannins are. Shouldn't it be easier? It should. And it is. First Leaf does all the hard work for you. They make it simple to discover new wines you'll love without the hit or miss. First Leaf samples over 10,000 wines a year from around the world and selects only the finest bottles. They take the time to learn what you like and what you don't. Then send you world-class wines tailored to your taste. First Leaf has sponsored us for a while. We love First Leaf. Uh, we, If you listen to the show and you, uh, if at any point in time you've ever asked yourself, how can uh, how can I give back to Titus and Tate? We don't expect it. We don't, uh, you know, we don't ask for much, but every so often a sponsor like First Leaf comes along. They've been great to us for for a while and uh, we love their product. We use it all the time. That's, that's every bottle of wine in my house has come from First Leaf. Uh, they, they, they know my taste. They know them well. I, I love pretending like I am a wino when I'm really not. I have no idea what the hell is going on. Man, pouring that first glass of First Leaf wine, smelling it, sticking my nose in the glass, pretending like I know what I'm smelling, drinking it, doesn't get any better than that. If you're not happy with the wine you receive, First Leaf will credit you for another. It does not get any simpler than that. Sign up today. Go do it. You, you'll get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. Do the math on that. Six bottles, $39.95 plus free shipping. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash Tate 
That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash T-A-T-E to get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. Try firstleaf.com slash Tate. Go do it. We love First Leaf. You love First Leaf. Go try it. $39.95, six bottles. That's you're, You'd be crazy not to do that. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why you should be using IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even your TV streaming devices, whether you're at home or in public, don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com slash Titus and use promo code Titus to claim 70% savings. I-P-V-A-N-I. SH.com slash Titus. Go do it now. I don't even know how much of a scoop it is. I feel like it's I feel like it's a like a foregone conclusion. You I'm, know. I uh you guys didn't even you seem like, you know, you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. You know? It's not really like a wow. It's not like a if I had Jay Wright, let's say like if I had last year, Jay Wright's gonna be done at the end of the year, that would have been a scoop. That would have yeah. been a big time scoop. Yeah. Best coach in college basketball by far at the time, gonna leave the game. That would have been a big scoop. Is the scoop that John, this is a John Shire farewell tour as well. Is, <laughs> John Shire is going to retire at the end First of the season. First year, last year. Quinn Snyder back. Duke, Duke does. Mm. What if they did that with the brotherhood where every single Duke coach that's on your, that was on your Coach K successor power rankings, mm-hmm. what if every single one of those guys gets one year and they do a farewell tour, but you only get one year and it's like yeah. a, you, you just cycle them in. And then everyone's like, man, I love this guy. But unfortunately, unfortunately he's got to leave. We have term limits here at Duke, yeah. and you only get one year. And then next year, we have Chris Carwell coming in. So that's. Gonna I guess fun. they could do two years. So the first year is like your first your yeah, first year, wink, obviously. Wink. So there's like yeah. a lot of hype around it. Mm-hmm. And you just spend the entire time talking about how it's your first year. And there's new blood, new energy. And then the second year, it's the farewell tour. So there's a whole lot of hype around it. Yeah. And it's like. So you're always in the news. And, yeah, you're always, you're always at all times war. in the news. Yeah. It's a good idea. <laughs> that's what but I'm I, here for. I would take it. I'm I would full take of good it. ideas. Dude. I would take it if I was Duke. We should do an off-season show where it's just good ideas. And it's just me. <laughs> good ideas. Just ripping my good ideas one after another. Read some emails, Jim. Here we go. Here come some good ideas. All right. Hey, fellas. I'm going to an NBA player's wedding this weekend. Somehow our fiancés are acquaintances. Mm. Need some tips from you boys on what to expect and how to handle myself at an NBA wedding. <laughs> Ooh. Albeit, what will likely be the strangest NBA wedding ever? He does say the player. Should I say the player's name or not? Um, um let's just err on the side of no. Yeah, I mean, people can probably figure it out if you want. Have you been to Have you been an NBA wedding? No. Yeah, James Michael McAdoo would be your guy. He right? got married in college, like a secret secret wedding. Oh, really? Yeah, but I helped introduce him. So Interesting. Yeah. Oh, no NBA wedding. So you've not been to a, Steph I've been Curry to a, didn't invite me. 
<laughs> I've been to bullshit. Unfollow. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Steph, did you uh Steph, Steph, come on? Andrew Bogut was already married. Who else do I know that I mean no. Who, yeah, who's the most likely? I'm trying to think. I've been to two I mean I went to Mike Conley's wedding. Um, mm. That was definitively an NBA wedding. Was that in wedding. Memphis? It was in Columbus. Oh, nice. Um, and I went to Greg's wedding, which he was out of the league at this point. And it, I didn't count as... It was in Maui. Uh, Great. I don't count it as an NBA wedding because it wasn't... There weren't a ton of NBA guys there. Like, mm-hmm. Mike was there. Uh, Mike might have been the only NBA player that was there, honestly. It was, like, a pretty small thing. Um, and destination wedding. Smart. Yeah, that means the real, the real friends and family come. The Greg, the Greg wedding story is that if I remember correctly, I was the only white guy there, or like one of two or three white guys. I think I was the only one, and there was a there was a girl there that was the only white girl there, and she thought we were destined to be together. And we, I tried to make it very clear to her we were definitely not. <laughs> but she was like, fascinated. "She's like you, me, me yeah, you. yeah, yeah." Like the entire, I think she was in the wedding party too, and I was in the wedding yeah. party, so like. She just, you know, when it came time, to everyone like, keeps coming up to you guys and like, you guys look cute together. Yeah. And, you know, as you like, you, you, you do like the, you, you get your pair and you, you walk down the aisle, you know, with your, the wedding yeah, party yeah, as you're yeah, like, yeah. kind of usher the, uh-huh. yeah, the bridesmaids to their spot when you're a groomsman. And, um, you know, so like it was time to pair up for that. And she's just kind of like, you know, <laughs> moving her way over towards me and all that. And, uh, long story short, I, it, it was, it, I, I felt like it was a stage five clinger situation. And I, I don't know that was the only story from that wedding that I'm going to share. <laughs> she knocked on my door at like 4am and I was like, yeah, I, I looked through the people and I was like, Jesus <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not here. Wrong room. <laughs> She's like, Mark, <laughs> wrong room. Uh, I don't think that's applicable to, uh, yeah. I don't think that helps our guy out. I mean, I think um, the, the real, the real rule that you would say here in general, is just like, you know, keep it cool. You know, just, uh, don't, don't do anything that, you know, you would want someone to do at your wedding, you know, just treat it I normal. think, I think the, the advice I would give you, cause Mike's wedding was a hundred percent an NBA wedding and Zach Randolph was there and, nice. uh, Mike Miller was there. Nice, and I think Tony Allen was there. Mm. Um, I'd, I'd have to remember a grit and grind wedding. Yeah, it was definitely a grit and grind wedding. <laughs> um, and and uh, what 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 I, my my first piece of advice would be this: you, there's no scenario where you're going to become best friends with the NBA players. Yeah, that's what like I mean. you have Just to go into it, it knowing yeah. that because mm-hmm. I think when you're in this situation, you're like, he's gonna love me if I can say the right thing. <laughs> yeah, at the right time. Yeah. Maybe we'll go bass fishing together, mm-hmm. or maybe we'll be, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Like maybe I can get an invite. Me and Mike Miller will be boys. Yeah. Maybe I can go on a golf trip with the guys mm-hmm. or something. Um, that's not going to happen. And Ever. I think you have to go into it knowing yeah. that's not going to happen, and it'll be a little freeing, right? You'll have more fun, and then honestly, yeah. you'll probably just like be more relaxed and normal. And maybe they will be nice to you because they're like, "Hey, this guy's not asking me weird questions or trying to go bass fishing with me or whatever." You know, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, who knows. And then you might go bass fishing. Um, yeah. <laughs> but just be prepared for everybody to be like like they they are definitely the the focal point of like the NBA guys are where like everyone just sort of gravitates to. And like mm-hmm. they get on the dance floor and then like the 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 friends of the the mother of the bride, like the mother, you know, the mother of the bride will invite like her college friends or something. And then those like older women will just gravitate to the NBA guy. And like as everyone's dancing, they'll just start go dancing with the NBA. And it's sort of a weird thing because if you're a guy with an ego there's a small part of you that's like, I should be the one that's dancing with the mother of the bride's friends. Mm-hmm. We should be getting after it together. 
uh, you, you just have to give that up. You just have to know that like you're not going to be interested. Yeah, in you're not top perform. tier of the party yeah. anymore. The NBA yeah. players are. No matter how hard you tie your tie around your head <laughs> yeah. and try to be the guy that's having fun and roll up No your matter sleeves, how loud you yell shout. Yeah, <laughs> it's not going to happen. Yeah. So I would just say, yeah, that's it. Just play cool. Just uh, expect them to be very boring too. Like I don't know without knowing Do we know the, where the wedding is, Jim? Did he say that? Okay. Expect it to be like, like I think I think you go into an NBA wedding, an NBA situation, expecting like these guys to. You, you expect like James Harden at the club, you know, which I bet that's boring too, honestly. Like mm. I, I bet like if you actually went to the club with James Harden, he probably just like sits there and is like a king looking over his domain and like yeah. is like actually not that interesting. I could be wrong. Um, no, we went to a section uh, with we went to an NBA section in Vegas. Remember that in summer league with Mike when yeah. uh, the whole Utah Jazz were in a section with us, and it was just us two. And then everyone kept trying to kick us out of the section because they were Royce like, knew it was good. After. <laughs> yeah, he was like, like, he was like, like who are these two guys? Let's get them out of there. And then Mike had to, had to keep coming over, and be like, they're with me. I promise. Yeah. But most of the most like, of the, thanks, Mike. Most of the guys were just like sitting there chilling, doing nothing. Yeah, it was no kind of boring. Anything. Royce O'Neal was was bringing it. I yeah, love, he, I love he him, was but, having uh, a great time. In fact, I was like, he's a great teammate. Yeah, I can I can pick that up right there. I was like, Royce O'Neal, guy you want on your team. I remember leaving that thinking the Utah Jazz are winning a championship for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is a good group of guys. Yeah, you're like, I Mike's gonna love it in Utah, and they're yeah. gonna win. They're gonna win a title for sure. I, I felt pretty good about it. Um, but yeah, be prepared for it to be far more boring than you realize. And you you might I'll, this is the last thing I'll say on it. When I left Mike's wedding, I I had a story that I told all the time because I thought it was interesting. Because like when you go to a situation where there's a ton of NBA players, you feel like it's your duty to like mm-hmm. excavate a story. You gotta yeah, like yeah. you gotta like take an experience you can share with all your buddies that weren't there yeah. and everything. And like, what was it like? So dude? tell me, Mark, how tell was me. it? Yeah, dude, yeah. that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and all I could come up with, because like, as it turns out, like Mike Miller and Zach Randolph and Tony Allen are just like regular dudes that just like, just sit there, you know, and, and they're just like, congrats, Mike. And that's about it. You know, mm-hmm. and sometimes they get on the dance floor and just dance the same goofy way I do. Um, so the only story I had was that Mike Miller didn't wear a belt. And I thought that was fascinating. And I would like go tell my buddies, I was like, yeah, dude, Mike Miller doesn't wear forgot, belt. He just forgot his belt. Oh, he forgot his belt. I think yeah. he just forgot his belt. And then they would look at me like, dude, that's not even kind of interesting. That's the story you're telling? And I was what like, about Zebo? Anything from Zebo? Uh I remember Zebo. Did he had, wear a headband? Zebo had a hand towel from the hotel, I think, draped over his shoulder, if I remember right. Respect. <laughs> Respect. But again, like these aren't interesting stories. And the, the point of the point of telling this is to say um, you're going to go into it saying, I have to get a story out and you don't because you don't. The, the story you get out might be that Mike Miller forgot his belt. And I promise you, nobody cares. It's yeah. not that interesting. Yeah. yeah. But you got it in your back pocket if you ever need it, you know? So I don't know if that helps. It's going to be very boring. <laughs> that's, that's my, I went to a wedding with celebrities. They weren't basketball players. They were like actors. And if you do want to become friends with them, I can give you some advice. Really? There's something you can bring. (laughs) That's not what I was going to say, but yes, (laughs) that would help. But if you bring a breathalyzer, like one of those little pocket breathalyzers, you will be the most popular person at that wedding because everyone's drunk and wants to see what their BAC is. Yeah. That is true. Breathalyzer is a great And trip. everyone wants to talk. But you have to. And if you're in cocaine. COVID times, you're going to need COVID it. Times. <laughs> yeah. If you got both of those, then you're good. But you have to. I oh, think COVID times. Yeah. There's one that has like two different sides. I had that one. So then just have all the, the guests. Public use the other one. The one side. And use the same side. Yeah. That's, a, that's smart. Yeah. Uh, I think I, that's a great call. I think you have to play it cool, though. Like, make sure you're not like, hey, guys, got a breathalyzer. Oh, yeah, Everybody yeah, wants yeah, to do yeah, it. Yeah. 
Yeah. You have to just like almost be doing it yourself. Yeah, and you're like, what do you want? Asthma? Asthma? Yeah. Yeah. You're like, no, I have a yeah. 0. 0.22, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also cocaine. I, I think if you bring cocaine. <laughs> well, yeah. well, that depends where the yeah, wedding yeah, is. Yeah. If it's Russia, you probably don't no. want to. No. <laughs> Bring that there. Uh, to uh, yeah, to to to, to summarize, it's going to be a normal wedding. It's just going to be a lot just of taller. Fun. It's going to be guy, the guys are just going to be a lot taller. That's yeah. all. And some of them will be rich, <laughs> mm-hmm. richer, taller. But otherwise, it's going to be a pretty normal wedding. Yeah. Who's the best dancer at uh, Mike's wedding? Did anyone do the worm Mike's, or anything Mike's, uh, like siblings. Birdman? Mike's siblings oh. who are just like insane athletes, and they're just out there killing it. And Mike's dad. Yeah. I don't think he was really dancing that much. <laughs> Mike's dad, Mike's dad might he's be a legend, the yeah, greatest he, he athlete of all time. Be the conversation of all time. Athlete. He's him, yeah, yeah. Like he really is him. Mike Conley, Olympic medal, gold medalist, and then he goes to like a celebrity dunk contest, dunks, <laughs> dunks from the free throw line, <laughs> two hands, chin up, points to his wife in the crowd. That's 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 him behavior. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, go, uh, go look that up. Look it's up the greatest the Foot Locker dunk contest yeah. in like Mike 1990 Conley or something. I think it was. Oh, my I watched God. that on a plane, like going to Disney World. Yeah, I remember, I remember when Mike Conley Jr. was going to Ohio. I remember when he committed. I I remember seeing it on scout.com and I was like this five star guard maybe it was a four star whatever was going was there star. and then my and then my dad was like oh you think this kid wait till you see his dad and then like we looked up Mike Conley Jr. <laughs> and I was like oh my god this guy's sick and then I learned all about him then I then I loved Mike Conley Jr. you know what I mean and I feel like the fact that he has become what he's been, like it, it's insane you know? you know how when you talk about how when you get nostalgic there's some people that mm-hmm. step in and just piss all over your parade and are like dude what things weren't better in the 90s you idiot you just remember the good parts like we the nba wasn't better it's better now the athletes are better this is (laughs) you know you get and they start arguing that like it's it or it's the exact same as it's always been it's just you you have rose colored glasses Mm -hmm. then every so often i remember that there was a dunk contest where a guy who won the triple jump gold medal King Griffey Jr. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's unbelievable. Honestly, you're like, like all these. I think Barry Bonds was Barry in that Bonds. One. Like Dion? The, was Kenny Lofton in it? Like there Maybe was all Dion. these like random ass Kenny athletes Lofton. got together, just did a dunk contest. Why did they do it? I don't remember. Nobody remembers. Yeah. It was just like because it was fun, and yeah. it was like, and that was what slam ball was. That was what dude. There, there was there, no there, thought that went into it. There's a video of the Sheens, Martin and Charlie Sheen playing basketball with Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? Yeah, just like shooting around with him on a CBS TV show, and it's like athletes and actors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and we don't get like the closest thing we get to that is like the drew league yeah you know which and, and the celebrity all-star game which is like not even close to not what it was it's not even yeah no get that out of my face so every so often you remember stuff like that and you're like no i'm right it was definitely better it was like better. that would be sick yeah why don't we have that no we definitely peak in the 90s yeah. no matter what anyone says it's okay though it doesn't mean that it's over it just means that we peak anyway jim any more emails yeah we got a couple more my high school basketball team was horrible my junior year. One time, because of some bad weather and reschedules, we had four games in a row, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and we lost all four of them. We have practice Saturday morning, 8 a.m., and we come in, and our coach is just playing Journeys, Don't Stop Believing, <laughs> oh my God. on repeat for oh my two and a half God. hours. No. no. Why? Because, boys, one thing we're not going to do is no. stop believing. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, I would. I mean, that that ruins the song for you. Yeah. Like if you if you're if you're on the team and that happens, you can never hear that song. Yeah, no, you hate that song mm-hmm. forever. And you're watching Sopranos, and then you just turn it off before it <laughs> goes off. When you hear it. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to know. And it's like you had the exact same experience. Did you did you ever do uh when, when you were playing basketball? Either one of you. Um, did your coach ever do the uh 
the PA noise stuff where they would they would the utilize crowd noise, like the crowd noise, noise or they would play the, they would they would play music like that. I like playing music though. Um our coach would do that. He would do like the he would do crowd noise, but then they'd also do I think we did that at Ohio State sometimes. I think they would do it is funny because like even coaches like even guys like Mata who who is great and is you know is is very successful he would still go to the well sometimes like in the off season he could you know like first practice he'd yeah. be like i got a new trick i was ready you know yeah i read the art of war and here's what uh i Absolutely. picked this up i mean every coach you're like, Where at is one this point read the art of war yeah. during the off season and came back with a different mindset <laughs> so like every so often even though he hasn't figured out and like we went to the final four last year we won the yeah. big 10 last year like whatever it is and you would think like just kind of roll with what those mm-hmm. tactics mm-hmm. um you'd be like you know what gonna try crowd noise and he tried and be like that was a dumb idea let's never yeah. do that again yeah my soccer coach going to my junior year we came back uh in august and he was like we're flipping tires like we're like all of us are flipping these monster drug tires like, you're like the most jacked soccer the team the ever are we doing? <laughs> you start having your arms do the thing yeah, the lifter uh, move where like your art, your 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 lats are so big, your arms start turning. Yeah, you well, know? it was also hilarious. And you're playing soccer, and you're just like, <laughs> well, just body the, checking. People. It makes it worse because the football team. So like the way the fields were stacked, we're on the one field to the left, and then the football team's like on the football field to the right. So they're watching us with these tires, you know. So it's like all these kids that actually like the football guys doing that work. God, they're like, look at these idiots. Football guys use one hand to do it, and you guys are like three guys to each tire. <laughs> it's like it's like what is the soccer team doing? <laughs> Why are they getting their arms? Straight? Honestly, soccer teams even touching the weight room is is hilarious. Like yeah, the idea of yeah, you start laughing when you, think you start. About it. Yeah. yeah, if someone told me we can't, if I'm in high school and I'm like we have to move our lift by an hour, we can't lift at seven, we have to push yeah. it to eight. Why? Yeah. Because the soccer team's using it at seven. The whole the whole football team's starts laughing. laughing. They're like, We're good one, coach. <laughs> <laughs> we like dabbing and walking out. We're like, we'll see you at seven. <laughs> are the cheerleaders in their necks? <laughs> Exactly. So imagine doing that in front of the football team. You know, you don't want to be. A part of oh my I'm God. like, coach, I'm not doing that. <laughs> that was a good email, though. That's that's a that would that would scar me for life. But don't stop believing. That's I a think, that's a brutal song because it's like a, it's a ubiquitous song. Like you hear it mm-hmm. the rest of your life, everywhere, right? Yeah. And then it takes you back to that one yeah. moment. You're like, Jesus. Hey, you said it was 2018, also. So. Oh wow. Man, do, do, do you do you feel like when you hear this story, do you picture a hard ass coach or like a goofball? Coach? A goofball. I picture like Michael Scott honestly yeah, doing this. I did too. Like I like I don't think it's mean spirited by Tony all. Soprano. <laughs> doing it. Picture Tony Soprano with literally every story. It doesn't yeah, matter what he's like. Yeah, my head is Tony Soprano. <laughs> coach Cal played by Tony Soprano. <laughs> I had a football coach who had us do uh, the Omaha drill before games to get loosened Oklahoma? up. Oklahoma, Oklahoma yeah, drill. Yeah, yeah. I did it too many times. <laughs> uh, obviously but uh to get loosened up get the, like hit, get one, the kinks before out games? yeah before games oh my god dude and yeah. like our games are like you know like 9 a.m so this is at like 7 a.m <laughs> when we get to the field mm. what year what, when was this this is in middle school like oh middle my school god. and high school yeah. oh my god good times i that's why that's why i quit football i mean yeah forget that. i played through high school but uh i i i i i, I mean there was a chance, I guess, theoretically, that I could have played in college, and I was just like, "I, I fucking hate football, dude! Mm-hmm. Like, this is ridiculous." I, yeah. I was, I was the softest guy on earth. I'm in, in terms pain. Of the, yeah, because I was the, I was the quarterback slash punter. I was like the two spots that like they were trying to tee off. They're rules Antoine Randall the game. Yeah. They're like, you can't touch me. So like, when I would get touched, I was just people like, like, "You're getting touched." <laughs> God damn it! What's that? 
Like, I have a red jersey on. <laughs> Practice. Yawn at people. I just yell foul at all times. <laughs> take my basketball. You throw a one. You have a hairnet on your helmet. Put it on the football. It's me. Yeah, I, I hated that shit. I would always get out. I would always. That would actually be a fun rule for football. Like, if a quarterback gets hit when he throws it and it's a touchdown, they automatically get the extra a point. They get an yeah. one. Yeah, you, like, get you don't have to yeah. kick it. You just get the extra point. Dude, I did, have I have I talked on the show before about speaking of f- football about how I had a blind center. <laughs> no, I played quarterback in high school. And my center was blind; it was legally blind. That's fucking he sick, w- honestly. He was, no. uh, he was. I don't think he won state wrestling, um, but he went to like he was he was close like he was third best in state in heavyweight mm-hmm. wrestling. He was an insane nice. wrestler, very very good wrestler. Yeah, yeah. Because he would all instincts, man. All instincts. He could feel like yeah, where guys yeah, were. Yeah, and all that yeah. Stuff. yeah that's sick. He was a great lineman when he. So the the idea was he would get up the the guards would tell him like where the defense was he'd be you know and be like a guy in the the a gap whatever and he's like all right on you know guide or sometimes it'd look like a guy's blitzing the guards the tackles would have to call it out for him because um, I certainly wasn't doing it because I was I had one thing on my mind it's like I'm bombing this thing downfield um, so when he would feel the guy he could block him but if he didn't see him I, it was lights out for me yeah <laughs> and. Uh, by the time, by the end of the season, the other team's coaches had figured it out and they started just like blitzing everybody like right up the middle and taking crossing. advantage of it. Yeah. yeah. Are you and kidding? They like take yeah. advantage yeah. of it? Yeah. And like I said, I was too stupid. You know like, what? Screw Avon. Everything nice is said about Avon. <laughs> yeah, can you believe that? Yeah, jerks. So like I would, and then like I couldn't get mad at it because like he'd miss a block and I'd get like obliterated like as I'm dropping back to pass. I get literally blindsided. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm, dude, I'm like looking just over. Literally the blindside. Mm-hmm. Um, I get smoked, and then I get up, and I'd be like, "What?" I I'd talk to them, I'd be like, "What the hell happened there?" And they just leave me like p traits, and I was like, "Fuck!" I mean, I'm like, what am I gonna do? <laughs> what am I gonna do? Centers never pull, right? No, no, I, I don't, I don't think we've ever pulled our center. But yeah, he, uh, say, hey, nicest you, you guy in the have world. Him, he might listen to this, Brian. Anyway. If you're listening to this, I love you, man. We should, we should get back in touch. But uh, big Purdue fan. He went to Purdue. He's a great dude. Shout out to Brian. Great human being. I'm but, on his uh, side. He, uh, he would get taken coaches. advantage of. And uh, and and so if anyone asks why I didn't really football as much as basketball, it's because my center was blind. Dude, let's write a story <laughs> about him. Let's write a story about him. Sell the movie rights. We got, off, we got off we got off track. No, I was yeah. That was a good story. That was fun. Well, to get back on track, you guys mentioned uh, coaches reading The Art of War. And mm. someone did write a hell of a <laughs> long email, but I'll... Uh, that they were the best player on their team and they were the tallest player on their team in like eighth grade. And they were like the best shooter, but the coach only wanted them to go down low. So he said, one of our last games of the year, we're up two with two minutes left. We come down and I make a wide open three. The coach loses his mind, takes me out as punishment. We go on to lose the game in overtime because I'm on the bench. After the game, he's giddy with excitement about the loss <laughs> and used a supposed Chinese war story, which I'm guessing is part of <laughs> the war, war, right? Yeah, yeah. It's the art of war, yeah. About how a general killed his <laughs> about how a general killed his best soldiers when they tried to go against his orders. <laughs> his army then lost the battle and killed their best soldiers on the way, but the general sh- showed who was in charge. <laughs> Needless to say, I quit and told the principal why. Luckily, that man was never allowed to coach middle school basketball again, but he did go on to coach football. <laughs> I thought you said he went, he went on to coach uh, at LSU. His name was yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He went on. To... 
<laughs> oh, that is insane. That is horrible. That's also like, especially in the like times we live in now where everyone's trying to find the stretch five, you know what I mean? And every big man, they're like, can you shoot threes though? And it's like you play and you're the big man. They're like, get in the post. <laughs> you've had, I, you've had coaches before that have pulled you for not doing, I, like, yeah, like, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that, that's, that's, that's okay. Like, mm. I don't love it, but I kind of like, that seems like a, yeah. something we've all dealt with where, you 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 shoot a shot you weren't supposed to shoot, and even though you made like Bo Ryan was famous for that at Wisconsin, like you yeah, yeah, pull, pull someone. Yeah. just pull someone because even though you made a good play, Sam Decker's freshman year, he's like, well, I, I I scored eight straight points, and he's like, yeah, but mm-hmm. I you know Frank was open, yeah, you didn't, <laughs> you close, you didn't yeah. close out, you didn't make the extra pass, yeah. sit over here. Um, so that part is like not that crazy to me. It's the part that you then explain it as a Chinese. Yeah, the fact that you go in and celebrate, and you're like, "Yeah, we all learned a lesson we lost, today, thank didn't God. we? Did we learn a lesson today, kids?" Oh my, like, what a psychopath! Like, yeah, and you're telling eighth graders like, "I killed, yeah. I'm going to kill you." Like, I, like this guy killed his best soldier, which is not a good strategy. Like, not at all. Like, no one learned from that story. No one's if, like, <laughs> if we have any listeners at at the uh, at West Point right now mm-hmm. that are listening, um, if your instructors like, I'm I'm going to say that I know more about war than your instructors. If mm-hmm. your instructors say a good tactic we're going to try to use in the United States military is we're just going to shoot the best guy on, on our, our team, team. <laughs> yeah. before we go into every battle. Yeah, everyone's like, I don't let know. us know. Please yeah. send us an email, yeah, and we'll, because, we'll alert yeah, the public. Yeah, that, we don't like that. We don't like that. that. Uh, the, if you're studying like a manual con and like, you know, like rules of engagement and things like that, that's what we like to hear. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Is that, is that all we have? Yeah. No, we get a little more. Um, I do just like the uh, uh, we'll idea. Shut of up. Everyone stop you, talking so much. I do like everyone, uh, just all different professions using the art of war. It's like, <laughs> yeah, something, yeah, you know? Yeah. It's guy like a guy's time. Yeah, like, like, no, Chipotle. <laughs> you're like, can I just get my burrito, please? Or like some other guy's like, time. You're, you're like, is this still H&R Block? Like, my taxes are due tonight. Let's go, dude. <laughs> <laughs> H&R Block's like, we take one. Every year, we take one of our richest clients mm. and we purposely sabotage your <laughs> taxes. Yeah. That sends a message. That yeah. we sh- I think if you put the art of insert anything, like it automatically sells, though. You know what I mean? Like, true. We should write a book called The Art of the Take. The art, the art, yeah, the art of the take, the art of, and it's all about just like podcasting takes, yeah, and and takes in this stupid sport. You're not people, wrong. People are like, oh my god, what a genius book. You're not wrong. The art of the take, the art of the deal, the art of war, the art the of war, <laughs> everything, the art of insert. People are like, this is a high class, highbrow book, even though it's not, but it is. The art of it. scheduling home and homes by John Calipari. <laughs> <laughs> Every coach in the country is buying yes. that book, and they're like, yeah. oh, this is great. Yeah, it's no plausible deniability. <laughs> All right, read some more. All right, some more coaching. Um, this kid uh, played AAU in Indiana, and mm. um, when he was twelve to fourteen years old, AAU, one of his, one of the dads of the guy of a guy on the team was the coach, and it didn't seem like a big deal at the time. But looking back, his motivational tactics were a bit horrifying, and I don't know to uh, to put it lightly, he used very offensive <laughs> slurs for every type of person on the court that they were playing against and their players, their own players. Fast forward some years, and I'm coaching the 10 to 12-year-olds in AAU while I'm in college. At one point, the dads of the team pulled me aside and said I had to be tougher on the kids 
cuss them out if they're not playing hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, event, so eventually the opportunity came when they're not playing very hard. Uh, and I called a timeout and called them all a bunch of fucking pussies. <laughs> the kids' eyes all went to the ground and I felt like a monster. <laughs> the dads loved it. Indiana basketball? Question mark. Yeah, the dads loved it. The dads it. loved I mean, it. Honestly, and then he's like, North Indiana Carolina, it's, it sounds, I mean, I wouldn't say, they people would, wonder, I don't think they would say F and, I don't think they would say that far, but they would definitely like, definitely reprimand six-year-old. I mean, I was getting coached hard at six, for sure. People wonder, people wonder why I'm so confident. These are 10 to 12-year-olds? They'd be oh, cursed they can, at. Oh, yeah, they can, they can, they can People wonder why I'm so confident Indiana's back, you know? Like, yeah. Indiana basketball, that is. Well, this guy quit coaching after that. He said he still feels bad about it. But he did love our Scott Skiles content. That feels like a uh, (laughs) (laughs) go Pilgrims, go Pilgrims, yeah, Plymouth Pilgrims, dude. Um, (laughs) He was like, at least they know the game. At least they know who had the most assists. I think Plymouth. Did we talk about this when we talk about Scott Skiles? By the way, Plymouth. Their I think their basketball team is the Pilgrims, and their football team is the Rocks. They had two separate mascots. Damn, interesting. That's a good uh, for football. Like we're the Rocks, like branding. That's sell one of my more su- jerseys. One of my superpowers more is I know like, yeah. more, more sweatshirts. Defense solid as a rock. I mean, come on. One of my superpowers is I know Indiana high school mascots. And uh, I remember Plymouth has, I think they have two. I think one's rocks and one's. Well, I mean, yeah, double the merchandise. That's yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah, um, for homecoming and stuff, all those sweatshirts and things. That is, that is, that feels like a, uh, that feels like a sitcom deal where you'd say, call them fucking pussies. And then he does. And then the, 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 the gets dad's fired. Like, what the hell? Like, Why are you doing that? We use racial slurs, not pussies. Like Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, yeah. You said, <laughs> what do you more racial slurs? Oh, my God. <laughs> when I, say, yeah, I, love, I love that email. <laughs> that is. Uh, <laughs> How dare you? Coaching That's hard. Indiana basketball. Coaching. Yeah, that coaching is. Coaching uh, stuff, man. It's the fine line. It's fine line. Here's one last one for you. That's right in this. uh same theme of today. Um, I grew up in West Virginia, went on to play an average-sized high school, blah, blah, blah. When I was uh, on JV, um, our head coach of the team was also our high school guidance counselor. He was a big guy, probably 6'4", over 230. One JV game, we were winning by six to eight points with a couple minutes left. We end up losing the game. Our coach comes storming into the locker room, slams the door, tells us how much we sucked, Causes us out, causes pussies. Um, typical mag coaching stuff. Then he takes it up a notch by declaring that he will fight any one of us <laughs> what that has what an grade? issue with what he's saying. What grade is this? Um, he says JV. Oh, oh sophomore. JV, JV. Okay, yeah, okay. He'll fight any one of us that uh, has a problem with what he's saying, you know, for calling us out. <laughs> if any of you got a problem, you can stand up right now. He then continues by calling out our parents as well. And if your parents have a problem with it, I've got something for them too. <laughs> Again, this is our high school guidance counselor. <laughs> Once he finishes his rant, the smallest guy on our team jumps up and starts shadow boxing and throwing jabs in his direction. <laughs> Utterly confused, the coach turns and walks out of the locker room. Team bursts into laughter, and the guy becomes a hero. Oh, my God. Uh, word got to the parents, and uh, they were not happy. He was banned from coaching anymore Man. until that freshman class had graduated and we were no longer at the school. <clears throat> Oh, like until the, that group mm-hmm. of guys was gone. And then yeah, they bring him back. Like, now that yeah. you've traumatized this group, we're going to let yeah. them clear out. And, and I'm sure you come back. You won't I'll, do it again. I'm sure you won't do anything to these next Second group. Second time. Second yeah. time. Good luck, yeah. kid. Yeah. 
Jesus, I want to fight you guys. I mean, anyone that wants to fight ninth and tenth graders, like you know, like obviously they talk a lot of shit, so you get where they're coming from. But like, you can't actually say. Can that. I? That's can I? Got to hear both sides of this one because yeah. I, uh, I, I am not a parent. I am not. Um, I'm not a teacher. But at the same time, um, I, I'm putting myself in this guy's shoes, and I do wonder if there's like. I'm thinking about it like sophomore year of high school. That has to be like the biggest shithead kids. Oh yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Like they're they're probably yeah, saying they're some bad. wild stuff. Yeah. They're they're they're, they're, they're old enough to be they're, they're cognizant. Yes, yes, but they're still young enough to like say whatever say, without you know, any ramifications. Yeah, you can't yeah. threaten them. Like seniors, mm-hmm. you start like threatening them with like college stuff, and they're yeah, just like, future. oh shit, oh dude, yeah. my future, you know. And, I do need to try. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Sophomores, they don't they don't care, which is why like yeah. The, the they're sophomore, basically like sophomore means immature for a yes. reason, right? Mm-hmm. The sophomore, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm putting myself in this guy's shoes. Maybe this was just like a last ditch effort. He's like, I don't know what else to do. I have to fight these guys. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I've been reading the Art of War, and it turns out the only way to handle such things is to fight. <laughs> Maybe it was like a really sad day. <laughs> fight yeah. their parents. <laughs> fight your parents. Maybe it's, yeah. He, he he. This is a sad move for him. Like going into uh, it, he's like. Taking a big deep breath, talking himself into it. He's like, I can't believe I have to come to this, but I'm gonna have to walk in that locker room and tell these kids I'm gonna kick their ass. Yeah. He's like on the phone this wife. He's like, Emily, (laughs) I'm so sorry, but I'm gonna have to tell him. I'm gonna have to to whoop these kids ass. I'm about to put Mr. Jones and Mr. Johnson in the hospital. (laughs) I'm gonna have to fight their parents too if it comes to it. And if it comes to it, I will fight their dad. (laughs) Yeah. I will fight your father. Call your father. You, Tell him I will fight him. Can you imagine being a tenth grade and, have, and it's different because uh, imagine being like, at home. And, if, and but he's your high school guidance calls. counselor. He's like, here's some advice. I think Make sure we, your parents have good health insurance because we think, are playing yeah. somebody good on Friday. I think we, like, what we we all are of the age where we're raised in environments where if, <laughs> our our coaches and parents wouldn't fight our dad. They like if 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 my coach or or my my coach or teacher. I mean, um, not parent. Were they, they were mad at me? My dad would then be mad at me. Yes. Yeah, like if, if the coach yeah, wanted yeah, to yeah. kick my ass, my dad wanted to kick. My you don't ass. have to then fight yeah, my dad. Yeah, no, yeah, I have to yeah, fight yeah, my dad yeah, and exactly. the coach. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm gonna hit on both sides. So the idea of like coaches now were like, I'll beat you and your dad's ass. Yeah, because it, it did change. Like it went from like parents are like, oh, someone says my kid's acting up. Well, like okay, well then I'm taking. I'm about to turn it up on them. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, you're saying something bad about my kid. I'm turning up on you. There was one time. There was one time I got in trouble in school in my entire life in, in playing sports and everything else that I got in trouble and I explained the situation to my parents and they saw my side. There was one time I remember it like it was yesterday, and the reason I remember it is because every other time I got my, <laughs> I come home and I was like, Mrs. Chandler's mad at me because of this, and uh, I think that's stupid. And my mom's like, we should have listened to her. Go go to your room. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the idea of now coaches, are like, no, I came back with a pro- I came ass. back with a progress report. It was, a, it was a ninety-two point three or whatever, and it's like ninety-three was an A. It was a progress report. Not even I had to make straight A's. That's what I had to do my whole life. I came home with a progress report, and it was like, yeah, everyone failed this test. Whatever. And my parents are like, all right, well you're grounded from. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like everyone failed the test. Like, I, did, I set the curve. I literally set the curve. I had the best grade yeah, class. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You're you grounded. lose. <laughs> Oh, I love these emails, man. Yeah, it Fun brings times. me back, honestly, to like, you know, the, just times in life. And honestly, I appreciate the people sharing these stories. We need to hear them. They're great. They're, yeah. they, we got some great emails. Titusandtate at gmail.com. Keep sending them in. Uh, keep them brief. Keep them brief. Yeah, <laughs> Jim, Jim, some of these are Jim so long so. that I just can't even like, I'm like, come on. 
Well, they obviously read Sam Bassini's draft guide. Yeah, and they got his file. <laughs> okay, Damn. that would be good. Someone, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put that out there. What? Someone? If someone, someone's did, just gonna copy and paste Sam's draft guide and send it to Chad. Yeah, yeah. that would be great. If someone, how many words was it? A hundred thousand. Ninety thousand. Ninety thousand. I want someone to do like the cliff notes of Sam's draft guide. You know what I mean? That's like online. That you're like, in case you couldn't read these ninety thousand words. Skinny. Yeah, Paolo. <laughs> Jabari ball handling question mark. Uh, <laughs> Rudy Gay question mark. Jay Nivey also him. Mm. Matherin definitely him. Definitely <laughs> him. Definitely him. A lot of hims in this class. Isn't that just KOC's draft guide? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shades of him. Yes. Did you see someone said that uh, when we were talking about Kevin O'Banner, they thought that we were talking about Kevin O'Connor. Like we were calling <laughs> like, like, like we should ban him. <laughs> ban Kevin o That's funny. <laughs> Kevin O'Banner. <laughs> Kevin O'Banner. That does sound like a if yeah. you say it in the right accent, that sounds like mm-hmm. something Bruno would say. Yeah, Kevin yeah. O'Banner. <laughs> yeah. Kevin O hanging banner. <laughs> Speaking right. of Verno. What? Well, actually, if uh, no, do your shout, shout out. out. Shout for, out. This be the for first Verno. He uh, signed with Caesar Sportsbook for sponsor the show. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> Verno. Congrats. Yeah, Verno. What a money. sellout! What a sellout! Mm-hmm. He's gonna have ads on his show now. He made a good mm. little video though with all those things that dance with him in his golf videos. A little mask. Oh, the, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Tony Fino, where he be now? Tony mm-hmm. Fino, where it. he be now? Oh, it's good for Verno. Yeah, hell yeah. Well, like does that mean? Does that mean we could stay at Caesars for summer league now? Mm. He's gonna hook us up. I like that. Is that what, if you is get that him to Top Golf, yeah, we, mm. we get him in the Top Golf. He gets <laughs> us in the Caesars. Mm-hmm. Um, you have any shout outs? Uh, I just want to shout out Ben Scully. Rest in peace to Ben mm. Scully. That I don't was, think he's uh, gonna. I don't think he's gonna hear this. Not gonna yeah, hear yeah, that, uh, too late. You know, I mean, my God, where was the shout out last week? No, I mean yeah, the shout no. out is everywhere. Why wait we've had these people? We've been doing the show for die. We've been doing the show for five years. He's never once shouted out Vince Scully. Vince Scully's been and now you wait ninety three years. And now you had ninety three years. <laughs> I shouted him out on Bill's podcast in twenty fourteen. Go find it. Uh, no, I mean, I just want to say L A. You know, and we're we're on the mic, so we're on a mic. We have to pay pay homage to Vince Scully. So not really a shout out, more of a just you know. Respect. Tip of cat. <laughs> more of a, did you guys see this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> guys, man. Whew. This week in sports news. Yeah, hate more to see a, it. Hate to see it. Uh, this week in sports news, shout out to uh, Paige Becker's uh, tour ACL. That's sad news. Yeah, that was terrible, too. And she already tore ACL. This is, really? Yeah, yeah. Right at the end of last year. I don't know if it's the same one or what, but yeah. That sucks. That sucks. But <laughs> she, but she we're, was. We're always frozen on this show. By the way, I'm going to call this out. When a story uh, happens, there's like a death, there's an mm. atrocity, there's a, a a serious injury, whatever. Something happens, and we have nothing else to offer. But that this sucks. I mean, it does <laughs> it like, like really what? freezes us. We're just like well, uh, bummer, I mean, man. If you, I have no comment. Dealt with loss too. Like the worst thing is when someone just like keeps saying, you know, you're just like, I yeah, like thank you for continuing to rehash this. We yeah. get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I get it. It sucks. Uh, but Paige Becker, that sucks. It does um, suck. Yeah. I want to shout out the Buffalo alumni team. They won TBT. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget what they were called. Last Chance U or something. Um, it was something U. It really was. It was really? like, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't see Big it. Blue U. I guess that would be probably Kentucky's team. I mean, I'm team Buffalo. Blue. Are you looking at Blue collar U. Blue collar U. There you go. Um, they won TBT. What does this mean for Nate Oates' legacy is what everyone's asking now. Yeah. Too. And what does it mean for DeAndre Ayton's legacy? Great question. Yeah, probably not good. Probably Great not question. good. Or maybe it is good because you're like, look how good these players were that beat DeAndre. What if DeAndre Ayton was on the team that they beat in the TBT Ooh, championship? That would be really tough. DeAndre Ayton came back and was like, I want to avenge. <laughs> and then the Suns are like, told you he's not a max guy. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and the Pacers are like, we'll still take him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can please. we please get this man? Yeah. And, like, and the NBA is like, sorry, there's nah, nothing we can do. No, nah, Pacers can't win. And the Pacers are like, we'll, we'll do anything, man. We'll still take him. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I had two more. Uh, Fran Fraschilla is advocating for a 24-second shot lock. He's getting that conversation going. Um, so shout out wow. to him for that. That's great off-season content. Uh, we didn't really talk about it on this show, so I guess it's not that great. But um, I just like uh, I like the rule change. Just throwing it out there. I like I like the I, I just I'm I think 30 seconds is perfect for college. I am fascinated by every college basketball commentator's desire to make college basketball the NBA and not every NBA expert. And the NBA will never be like we should be more like college, mm -hmm. but they're going to do it. They're going well, to like pitch ideas. Is trying to steal the NCAA tournament and the Final Four. So the, at the, the top, they're trying to steal college. The NBA basketball. pitches ideas that are college ideas, but then they pre pretend that they came up with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But whatever, I I love when this happens. The same, they used to do it with the ABA. They're like, look at this idea, the three point line. The ABA is like, yeah, we know. And friend Fraschilla is the latest uh, who's doing it. Who's like, it makes no sense why college basketball doesn't have a twenty four second shot clock. And then some people are replying to him. They're like, it makes perfect sense. Uh, the guys aren't as talented. And it's yeah, harder to find your open seconds. shot. Yeah. yeah. And friend was like, bullshit. Thirty five was too much. Thirty five was like a, a thirty five was too. It much. was too much. But yeah. thirty is honestly when I watch it now, I'm like, this is this. We we kind of got it feels right. right. Yeah, we kind of got it. Or right. we do. Do we? What if we did twenty three, <laughs> and we said college basketball did twenty three because like we're better than the NBA. Yeah, we we actually get our shots out quicker. Yeah. Or yeah. we have better pace. Yeah, we have better pace. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's a good argument. People forget that the yeah. uh, team of college all stars beat the dream team. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. college might be better than the NBA. Um, and then my final shout out was Bryce James. Who uh, there's buzz Tate. There's buzz. There's serious buzz. Rutgers? There's there's buzz that Bryce James. Like you're hearing it more and more is actually better than Bronny James. I, I can't ignore it anymore. At this point, I've gotten so many DMs about it. I've gotten so many emails about it. It keeps Jim, like Jim is nodding his head. Are you, are, They're I, all from me. Yeah, I've, I, I seriously have. Like I'll, I'll like mm. well, it used to be like two or three guys sent me some stuff. I was like, yeah, that's funny. They're like, I, I really think I think I really think Bryce might be the son that's actually good. And but his name's not LeBron Junior. So you know, Bron wants to play with Bronny. Apparently, Bronny um, legally changed his name to Bronny, like officially oh, Bronny. Really? Yeah, so he's not LeBron Jr. anymore. So I, I've, I've had a few people reach out, but now it's starting to happen like basically every day. I've, I'm getting, I've getting a new person that's like, dude, I think I think Bryce might be better than Bronny. It started to happen like on these uh, NBA like offshoot pages or whatever. Like I saw a graphic the other day that kind of caught my eye, and it was Bryce James with his height, his weight, and everything, and then it was next to Michael Jordan. And it was, <laughs> and it was like Bryce James, six foot six, Michael Jordan, six foot six, wingspan. And I was like, wait a second, is Bryce James like Michael Jordan two point oh? Oh my god! So it is happening. I think you're right. I think that the internet is because we like potential more than production. So I think we've moved on to the potential of Bryce James. We kind of know what Barney is. He's like a Russell Westbrook, you know, wannabe type like guard, you know, big yeah. guard, whatever you want to call it. But we now know that Bryce has the height, right? And that's what people want. People want the size. I'm being 100% serious. If Bryce James and Baron Trump played one-on-one -on -one in a pay-per-view. Jim would watch. Is there any amount of money you would not pay to watch? <laughs> I mean, I wanted to be like at your gym, though. I wanted to be like at a height. I wanted to be like at somewhere in the middle of just nowhere. In my at, high school gym. At a high school gym. At in Spokane Indiana. Arena. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to be at the 13,000 fans at Spokane, Spokane Arena. <laughs> That was, that's Cal's. Mark Few versus next, Coach Cal. Coach Cal's co coaching Bryce James. Mark Few's guy, Baron Trump. 
I mean, it's that actually checks out. She's that actually checks out. Mark Charles Barkley's calling it. You know what I mean? Mark Few would coach Baron Trump, and for sure, and Cal, Cal would coach, coach Bryce, and yeah, then he'd be da- he'd be down at halftime, and then Cal Perry would do like a halftime interview, and he would just be blaming Bryce James for everything. He's like, I just thought my guy would have more energy, more effort tonight, but you know, we'll see what happens. He's just a kid. He's just a kid. We have to remember that he is just a kid. And going going at halftime. Oh my God, we got to get out of here. <laughs>